when I went up to my mom, I told you, like, in kindergarten, first grade, I, like, time after time, over and over again, can I have my own business, can I have my own business, can I have my own business, and, like, I mean, as kids, we're just always asking why, why can't I do this, why can't I do this, and just bugging to fight, figure out, what can I do, what can't I, what can't I do, and so when you tell a kid, no, you can't do this, you're limiting what somebody's potential could be. Welcome back to the Venturing Out Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Fontaine, and this is it. This is the last episode of Emma Tartar from Emma's Cup of Cakes, and we've seen the origin of Emma's Cup of Cakes, and we've seen the journey of Emma, and now it's time for the day no ma, right? It's time for the journey to end, and in this episode, we'll talk about Emma's fadeaway exit. And how she isn't operating Emma's Cup of Cakes anymore because she's moved on to other things. But how grateful she is for the journey that she's had. Um, And we think that this is important to talk about because it happens often. And it happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. And so if you're just now tuning into Emma's story, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first two episodes uh, by Emma to hear about the origin and her journey. That way this exit story makes more sense. Again, very thankful for Emma and so glad that she can be a part of this show. We hope you enjoy and we'll get back to it. So as you transit because you did well enough and you made it to Baylor. Yes. Right? We made it you made it here. Made it. Um so all of all of the front end work was was worth it. Mm-hmm. You had accomplished your goal. Mm-hmm. Uh you'd helped your dad along the way. Right. You'd done some additional philanthropy and you'd sold internationally. Mm-hmm. Um Are you still working on Emma's cup of cakes? So, at the moment, no. Um, I love Emma's Cup of Cakes, and it has such a huge place in my heart. But I think as I went to college, and, um, I mean, again, it's at Fort Worth, so it was hour and a half, two-ish hours um, away. And so, having to go to a trade show on weekends that far away was a bit of a... It's a little bit hard because when you have to wake up and be at a show at 8 a.m. and then close at 5, so when you have to account for that timing and being there and just making the product in advance or whatever that is, it became really time-consuming and hard when you start balancing in classes and even work. Um, As I got a student job in college, um, it really became a little hard for me to handle. The good news was is I... My brother, who was a couple years younger than me. Um, so the money that I saved for college, I eventually got to a point where I was stable enough to be able to um, have a majority of my college saved up. But um, that money also helped my brothers out as well with their college funds. So my younger, my oldest younger brother, Grayson, he 
felt comfortable enough where he could be able to sell stuff. And so whenever I was in college, he would do a couple of trade shows. So I wouldn't have to be at all of them. Mm-hmm. I would come down. And so we would split it up about half. So he would do one or two. I would do a couple and call it even kind of thing. And we would split the money evenly and all of that. So it was able to help me and help him. But then he got into college and he's going into pre-med physical therapy. And so he's quite a bit busy. And so once he got in, which was about a year ago, that's when we noticed that we don't know if we're going to be able to handle this. And um, I think so we've kind of had a slow fade out of MS Cup of Cakes because of just the time. And... um, I knew that I had accomplished my goal, and my brother was doing well enough where he was getting his uh, tuition paid for as well, Um, but it kind of faded out as we both were in college. Do you miss it? I think so. I mean, one of the, I think one of the best things that I miss about Emma's Cup of Cakes is just seeing those customers who come back every year. I have um, a couple people who I, without a doubt, can count on every year. And so to not be able to see them as much is kind of sad. Um, And just to know how much of an impact that Emma's Cup of Cakes had on their lives and for them to come back and intentionally Mm -hmm. seek me out or just go, we went to all these shows and couldn't find you or whatever. Uh, It's sad to hear that. So I think that's the thing I miss about it the most is the people that I got to meet and be able to reach. So when you finally decided to exit mm-hmm. and you knew that it not not that it wasn't worth your time but it wasn't viable right how did you feel I think and I touched on this earlier I think when you've done something for so long and again I I grew up with it it wasn't mm-hmm. just a hey I Graduated from college and started this small business or whatever, and then it like faded out and it's no problem. I mean, we all have something from our childhood or just memories from our childhood or things that we did or just whatever hobbies that have a special place in our hearts. And mine was Emma's Cup of Cakes. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was a little bit hard. So even now, as I am fading out of it, I mean, it's hard It's hard for you to kind of let go of something from your childhood a little mm-hmm. bit because it had such a strong impact in growing to who I am today and bringing me to Baylor even, like I said. Um, so I think as hard as it is to kind of slowly let it go, it ended in a way that it was, I think, probably the best way it could have ended, at least for me mm-hmm. as a business owner, just to know that I could fade out of it and be okay rather than something where it's a huge hit financially or just, I don't know, something awful could have happened. I don't know what, but um, just to know that I could have faded out was probably the best way that it could have ended. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the fadeaway exit is pretty common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um at some point, you realize that either it's not worth my time or I'm not passionate about it anymore. And the latter is not your case. Mm-hmm. You were still, I would say you were still passionate about it. And you still, as you had said, it holds like a deep spot in your heart. Right. And it forever will be. Not 
not because it's something that you did forever uh, or you you did since the second grade. Like the business aside, it was for what it did for you. Mm-hmm. It was what it did for your dad. Mm-hmm. It was what it did for um, others mm-hmm. in similar situations mm-hmm. for you and your family. And a lot of other people pulled value from it. Right. Like, obviously, like the story of this mother coming to your trade show and and feeling that she could buy multiple packets of just a simple cupcake yeah. and send it over to Afghanistan for her son and, and their yeah. troop. Um, that was probably one of the closer feelings to home that they mm. may have felt. Right. Um, and so your your business created a lot of value and, and it's okay to let it go. So I guess for others listening, should we be afraid of a fadeaway exit? I would say no. I mean, I if you are in a spot where you feel like it needs to fade out and you feel like it's best for you, it's best for the people who you're with, I'd say have a purpose behind it. Don't just do it just to do it. Um, really dive into why am I fading out? Is this something that I can pass on to somebody instead? Um, for me, uh, that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, my youngest brother um, uh, has other passions that he wants to pursue and all of that. So I want to respect that. I don't want to force something on him. So I want to honor that and respect that. Um so for us, it felt weird because it was such a family-established business. Like, for us to just go ahead and fade it out and be okay where we're at. And luckily, I'm incredibly thankful for where I'm at and the goals that it has accomplished. So I would really say if you feel like you need to exit, really dive into it. Think about the purpose why. Even if you have to physically write that down, why am I doing this? Why am I considering doing this? And then have mentors in your life or just people... Mm-hmm. Who you can go to and just go, hey, is this realistic? Is this something I need to do? Is this something I need to pass on or maybe sell to somebody else for who um, can better steward the vision that I have for it? So it is always okay if you feel like that's where you need to go. So don't be afraid to fade out if you feel like you need to, if that's a healthy decision for you Mm -hmm. and the people that you're with. So now that you've exited mm-hmm. officially and you're about to graduate from Baylor, mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> what, looking back, like what were some of your most profound lessons mm. after running Emma's Cup of Cakes throughout the years? Mm. That's a great question. I think the greatest lessons I've learned is just to really embrace who you are and the purpose that you have in your business because I have very distinctive memories of me like coming to a craft show or a trade show or whatever that be and my mom or my dad would be walking around and they go oh my gosh there's a business here that's like the exact same and of course like when you feel that there's competition there's always this like a little bit of anxiety that you get because you're like oh gosh I'm not the only one here or whatever but the thing that I think my dad always reminded me is he goes you are so unique you're, you have I mean I was a young student who was pursuing this um, 
I was going towards something bigger than myself. I was going towards college. Um, and this is what I wanted. I mean, this is, this is a true purpose. He goes, that's why you're different. That's mm-hmm. why. So being able to reestablish and like know who you are, know why you're different, know why you stand out, I think gave me a lot of the motivation and drive to really tell people about my business, tell people about why I was doing the things I was doing. So I think that's probably the greatest lesson I learned is just know who you are and then share that with people mm-hmm. and share why you're different, share why your business is different. It goes back to that why. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So I'm going to plug Simon Sinek again. Okay. Start, start, <laughs> start with why is a great book. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you haven't read it, you should have read it by now. Um, and you were doing that before we even knew it. That I think that's foundational in anything that you do, right? Is the so what or the why of what you do. Um, and so that's a good takeaway. I mean, Gib, in the episode that we just released, Gib talks about his passion for serving others is why he works on the businesses that he does. Um, And so the fact that you were able to discover that over the years is impactful. For other young entrepreneurs, whether they're in elementary school or they're in college, Mm -hmm. um, what's some advice that you'd give them Mm -hmm. besides maybe start with why? Mm -hmm. I think for any entrepreneur, whether you're in second grade or you're in high school, college, whatever, or if you are just like in retirement and doing your own thing and, and besides the why, I think it's just find that support system. Mm -hmm. That was the thing that carried me through. I think the most was having that, whether that's family or not. I mean, mine was family. And so I had that support system 24-7 when it was hard, when the days were hard and I was tired and I literally come home from school, put on an apron and start mixing for like two hours or whatever Mm -hmm. have you. Like, I mean, there are going to be some times where it's really hard and you just are like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? So it is getting back to the why, but I think it's having that support system. Don't go in it alone. Never go into a huge dream or obviously any big decision by yourself. Um, you need mentors, you need accountability partners, you need people who are going to remind you of why you're doing the things you're doing, um, and just being that person to just hold you through it. So as you found your support system Mm -hmm. and you discovered your why, of course, I mean, you, you... do come from a very entrepreneurial family. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were some of the resources that you found along the way that were really beneficial in helping you start? Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, networking helped out a lot. Um, so I had... Um, so my aunt uh, is one of my aunts. She's... So that's my mom's sister. She is incredibly close with our family um she actually lived in the houston area who got me connected to the houston radio station so 
um, she was such a big advocate for me because she'd seen me obviously grow up through all this process. And so she was able to share that story with somebody else, um, in an area where I couldn't reach at the time. And so for her to be able to advocate again, that support system and to share that and be there from the ground up was a great way for me to be able to reach a whole new market. I didn't even think I could reach. Mm -hmm. I mean, heck I was in like fifth grade. So like, I was like, (laughs) Houston, wow, that's so far away. I don't know. But I mean, it like, it's out of the neighborhood. It's out of the neighborhood. It's out (laughs) of like the trade shows and stuff that I usually did, of course. But that was a whole new world in my eyes at the time, which really, it's a whole new market. I mean, mm-hmm. Houston, Houston's incredible, and it's great. Um, so I was glad I was, be, I was able to impact them. And then also in high school, I took a couple of business classes, and I had one, um, I had one teacher who I remember um, being able, I don't think I actually shared this with you. <laughs> I was debating whether I was going to oh, share no. this or not. No, no, no. It's all good. Um and I was in a business organization um, in high school for a while. DECA? Yes, I was yeah. in DECA. And uh, she knew a little bit about my entrepreneurial experience. And DECA actually opened up the opportunity to appear on uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Whoa. And they opened it up for young entrepreneurs. And so because she knew about my experience, uh, she goes, I think you should apply. I think you should apply to The Tonight Show. And so I was like, okay, new market, let's go. <laughs> That's in Houston? Um, maybe the entire nation? Question mark. Um, so I had applied. I was in contact with the producer for a while, but mm-hmm. I did not make the final cut. So that was, that. Was, but I was, they were asking me about like, oh my gosh, what flavors do you have? Tell me about your business and all that stuff. They were having a whole segment at the time about young entrepreneurs and inventors and all of that. And so I was in contact for, I was back and forth for a few emails, but then they said, we'll keep in touch if we ever want to get back with you mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, we already like, I mean, I'm sure they had thousands of probably applicants to go through. So, right. um, but networking, networking really helps because had I not told her or shared her with her my experience and had that role in my life, at the time, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to get in contact with that person. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were almost on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's usually my, uh, when we have to do a, like two truths and a lie thing, I like to throw in every now yeah. and then because people are like, well, surely not. Or like my interesting fact, that's my go-to is hmm. I was almost on Jimmy Fallon. Very cool. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up our last question here, mm-hmm. you had talked about DECA, mm-hmm. and a lot of people uh, get started through DECA, and DECA does a great job of providing resources mm-hmm. and networking opportunities um, for young entrepreneurs. And I think one of the things that we struggle with, truthfully, is fostering fostering entrepreneurship at a young age. Mm-hmm. I feel like every kid has an innate drive to be entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. or creative, whether that's, you know, the traditional lemonade stand or I was driving through my neighborhood the other day and these two girls were selling uh, seashells, Mm -hmm. seashells and stickers, Mm -hmm. packets of seashells and stickers. And I mean, it's, it's nothing fancy, but we we need to support like any time you see yes. 
I, th- I think you see a, a kid selling seashells or stickers or mm-hmm. lemonade or um, I've seen old books. Mm-hmm. They'll resell books. Mm-hmm. How important it is to actually stop. Mm-hmm. So as we consider young entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. what do you believe are ways that we can continue to encourage and foster that so that it actually develops into something later in life. <laughs> I think being an ear to listen, honestly, because that was somebody that was something from me as a kid. I mean, when I went up to my mom, I told you like in kindergarten, first grade, I, like time after time, over and over again, can I have my own business? Can I have my own business? Can I have my own business? And like, I mean, as kids, we're just <laughs> always asking why. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? And just bugging to fi- figure out what can I do? What can I? What can't I do? And so when you tell a kid no, you can't do this. You're limiting what somebody's potential could be. If my mom had told me no, I might not be where I am today. To be perfectly honest, I don't know if I would be at Baylor because I mean Emma's cup of cakes was something that set me apart in my college application. And I mean I know God's timing is great, but I felt like um, that was a huge component into how and my why is just because I. I developed it and that set me apart and all of that. Um, so Emma's Cup of Cakes is a huge foundational point into where I am today. So I would advise, like, if you see a young person who aspires to be an entrepreneur, ask them why. Like, get into their, get into, like, hearing them out. Hearing, hear, because I think too often we shut out too many of the younger generation or um, just students in general, like just kids, um, because we think we know better, but really there's so much to learn from kids. I think there's so much to learn and picking their brains and just seeing their perspectives. And, um, I think we have so much actually to learn from kids and just, because I think sometimes we've lost in business a lot of like what makes business business. We get taught it all the time. I love Foster, and I love what I've learned. There's so much I've learned. But I think there's something about a childhood's, like, pursuit of a dream and pursuit about business or what they want to do that isn't really taught in the classroom. I think that's so cool. It's just to see what joy some kids have in their passion or their pursuits. So I think really, like, listening to them and hearing why, I think, provides you with a whole new sense of perspective into why people want to do the things that they do. I am so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I am so glad. Um, I'm lucky to have you as a friend, and I'm lucky to have known you for so long, and I can't wait to see what you do, because you'll do great things. Thanks, Emma. For sure. Again, we cannot say thank you enough to Emma for being on, on Venturing Out. She has been such a great friend of of mine and of the show and to many others that I know and so we're very thankful for Emma. We hope that you were able to take away some insight from Emma's journey on Emma's Cup of Cakes 
and learned a lot from the stories that she told because she told some good ones. Um, some of my key takeaways were the importance of finding a mentor, even if it may be your parents, and then reminding me that the purpose of entrepreneurship is to deliver value and bring value to people um, and to serve others even while doing it for a profit and to stay young and charismatic and energetic and optimistic um, with all the barriers and, and endeavors that Emma has overcome she she maintained her optimism which is what I think led to her success so we are incredibly excited to see what Emma does in the future, uh, where, where she'll go off to, and who she'll serve next. Um, again, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything. And follow us on Instagram at Baylor Venturing Out. We will see you next time, and we're very thankful for you.